0: The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today on
2: eat this with leanne all about cbd (laughs) you forgot the name of the show i
0: did i was like Uh, no this show again
2: where where (laughs) am i again right i'm in the closet what day is it smoke this with leanne welcome to the show
0: From her closet high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, Leanne Phillipson.
1: Could we have a magical, natural remedy in our midst? Well, the benefits of the distinct five leaf marijuana plant, it's not anything new. Some say that it's been used since 750 BC in various ways, but the health benefits of CBD in particular are becoming way more well-known as research unfolds with what looks like magical powers for this non-psychoactive component of the marijuana or even the hemp plant. The visual of a smoked out den or cave, big fat rolled joints or blunts being passed around, bongs on the end tables and 60s music playing in the background might be what comes to mind with a mention of marijuana. But we've moved on light years from that with the recent legalization, especially in Canada as a whole. Now, CBD is a component of the marijuana plant and also comes from hemp. There's a difference that I hope to have you and me clear on by the end of this episode. The widespread use of CBD is not only a booming business, but also seems to have given so much relief to many of those daily symptoms that really affect the quality of your life. I've seen it used for chronic pain, for insomnia, anxiety, and even depression. I've heard of it used in cancer patients with health benefits to pain, but not just your sore elbow with that little bit of arthritis that seems to be starting, but for serious stuff like MS patients and rheumatoid arthritis that can be completely debilitating. I even know pet owners that use it for their four-legged family members with great success. So what if CBD could help you finally get that, oh, great night of restful and sound sleep that I know you're so desperate for. Would you be on board? I think it would make the next day you'd probably feel a lot better, right? So who doesn't want that? We're going to dig into all of this as well as what I, as a CBD user, want to better understand too. Because along with a bunch of questions that I have for my clever guests, I want to know how to choose between hemp, CBD and cannabis CBD, along with the questions that I have for our expert, Dr. Marnie Brooks today, and also Dr. Davis Brockenshire on the maybe slightly more non-traditional medical side, I want to get answers that you don't even know that you need to ask yet, especially if you're someone who hasn't tried CBD yet, but maybe you've heard about it and somebody's doing well on it and you thought, oh, maybe this is for me. Today on Eat This with Leanne, demystifying CBD for your health. Marijuana was not part of my teen years, my 20s, or actually any time in my life. What about you, Chris?
2: (laughs) No, I've tried it once in my lifetime and it ended with... Uh, a bunch of guys falling down a flight of stairs because there was a rumor that there was a box of pogos in the freezer. So we all went down there like oh. a bunch of, like a herd of bulls because we were so hungry. <laughs> and that was it? That was it. That's the, that's the last time I tried it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It does not work for everyone. Not everybody. Some people fall asleep straight away. Some people just don't don't feel great. So I don't know. Maybe I think I think in the beginning I was too scared of my parents, of my dad, you know, and is, uh, you know, and the repercussions, potential repercussions <laughs> for it. So it was just not something that I ever gravitated towards. So when it was first recommended to me to take CBD for some of the symptoms that I had going on, I was like, oh, not sure about this. You got to tell me more. So, I, like everybody else, I was worried about the psychoactive potential. I don't want to be high all the time. I know that you're not. It's not right to to take THC or what I thought of CBD at the time and drive. So, I thought well, I can't do that. So, I took my time and did some research before I actually tried it out for myself. Pretty much like anything else that I take, I need to understand it before I jump in, as well as having it recommended by someone that I trust. Once I looked into it, my next challenge was, how do I get this stuff? (laughs) With the recent legalization in Canada, I still wasn't clear on what do you do? Just like walk into a store and buy it. And if I do that, what am I getting?
2: Most of the time, if we want something and it's something medical, we go to our doctor. That's what we do. And it was only a few short years ago that doctors weren't prescribing it at all because it wasn't legal. Number one. Yep. And they didn't have much literature on it. So they were they, they didn't want to necessarily take that step without knowing the side effects, the effects, you know, blah, blah, blah. So all of a sudden we're sitting there, you know, we hear it's great. We uh, There's lots of people telling us how great it is, but we can't get our hands on it.
1: It was a very strange place to be, wasn't it? You yeah. think, oh, well, ca- can I get it from the health food store? Well, I don't think we could at some point point in time, I still don't know if you can walk into a health food store and get a bottle of CBD. You can order it online, but it's still a little out there, I sort of feel. So I had a friend, a nutritionist uh, colleague, she had already been taking CBD for her perimenopause symptoms, she's got anxiety and some other issues. So she said, as very often we do, I trust her, she helped me to find a hemp source, CBD and I tried it. I think it went okay. I'm not exactly sure. I took it every day, and I think my mood, I felt pretty balanced with it. She also gave me some cream to try from the same brand, and I think when I put it on my really sore, stiff neck, it felt better. So then I kind of dropped off taking it for a while. Then I thought, well, I'll try it again. So I tried another brand, and then I thought, oh, there's a medical route. I didn't even know that in the beginning. So, off to my doctor I went. I told her and she already knew that I have uh, what's called an essential tremor in my head. So, I said I've heard that this might be good for this and she said, "Okay, I didn't know that. Off you go." She referred me to actually a cannabis clinic where one of our uh, my guests today works and I saw a specific doctor who helped me with the prescription and directed me towards a specific oil for me to try. So, I started taking the oil Just in a dropper, dropping it into my mouth. I'm not exactly sure if it helped at first, but then on one of my visits to see Dr. Davis Brockenshire, who we had on the last episode talking about coffee and other episodes, and he's going to chime in shortly today because he's got a little bit to say about this. He suggested that I try CBD from a cannabis source because the hemp source didn't really seem to be doing anything. So it does have a trace of CBD, uh, sorry, it does have a trace. Of THC in it and comes from the different plant. So, more the medical side of things. We were trying it for, like I said, my head tremor to see if it helps. CBD seems to be one of those, you know, it kind of works for some, but not for all. Have you got the dosage right? Then there's another strain you can try. So it does take a bit of perseverance. And I know I keep saying that I'm not sure if it worked 100%, but in my situation, it's tricky for me to know because I don't feel my head tremor. I only see it maybe when I give my girls the hug and my face is pressed up against theirs, then I'll feel the resistance and I'll feel my head moving. But as it sits on my shoulders, I don't really feel it. I'll also see it if I've shot a video and posted it or done a TV segment, then I will notice it. And that's actually the first time that I ever noticed that I had this head tremor was I think when I shot a video when my, has to be about seven years ago, and I looked at my head and thought, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) And then only to find that I'd been doing it for a little while, but nobody told me about it because they were too worried. What could this be? Anyway, that's a whole other story. So it's not that I'm not convinced that that it helps or not. It's that I can't tell myself. But I will say that it helps me to balance my mood and I have still continued taking it the prescribed way uh, for about 18 months, but even a way higher dose than even what Dr. B told me to take. And I think it has got deeper into pain that I have in my neck after I had a sailing accident a couple of years ago and also my sleep. Wow. I've never really had a problem with sleep, but then when you hit these hormonal turbulent times, it goes all over the place. And that is definitely one of the things that I've noticed that it helps. At home right now, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Things are pretty stressful around my, around my little, in my little family. So while it's one of those things that I may not know what it's helping until I took it out. Of my daily routine of everything that I take, I I don't really feel like messing with it right now. So I still just do my sprays once or twice a day, depending on how it's going and away I go. There's some science to all of this that you might want to know about, but um, I think we'll just jump straight into my guest expert today. And if she doesn't go over all of it, then I'll put some information in the show notes and clarify all of that. Let's go first with our first guest expert today, who's Dr. Marnie Brooks. She is a Toronto-based family physician And she's focusing in the area of cannabinoid medicine. I think she's been in this for about seven years. She really is one of the pioneers. She founded the first medical interest group in cannabinoid medicine in the country through the Ontario Medical Association. She has a focus in pain management, addictive medicine, and has also been an independent medical examiner as an expert witness in criminal cases. I think this this lady knows her stuff. So welcome Dr. Marnie. Thank you so much for coming on to Eat This with Leanne and I'm I'm so excited. I know listeners are going to, their minds are going to be blown by all of this. Can we just start and maybe you could share a little bit about yourself and what drew you into this particular arena? Thank you for having me.
3: I um, am a clinician in the area of cannabinoid medicine now and I've been doing that for several years. I fell into it pretty much by accident. Um, I was invited to a medical conference that is put on annually and it may have even been the first one because it was about seven years ago and uh, now it's annual called CCIC and it's for a bunch of um, cannabinoid medical practitioners to get together and network and learn more and meet with um, and learn about different products and treatments. So right from the get go, I was impressed and took it upon myself to try uh, my hand in practicing. And uh, I was one of the first physicians to do that. Now work for a large group of clinics called Cannabomedical Medical Clinics all over Ontario. Um, I actually have been providing virtual care pre-COVID. And the reason being, um, I have a very diverse practice uh, ranging in age from 1 to 105. Really, With multiple conditions, uh, which I treat generally when it's very young children, it's for severe seizure disorders. Um, So yes, we do treat children um, with CBD as well as adults. Um, And we also are now starting to use it in mental health, which I think we'll get into shortly as well. And also how that that became part of my practice um, with integrating my previous practice of addiction medicine, um, which is... Falls under mental health as well. And and now I integrate cannabinoid medicine with that and help patients with addiction with CBD as well. It started off very slowly at the beginning and it took some time for it to catch on. Um, But as people can probably see now, medical cannabis is a field of medicine in its own right. And I actually ended up uh, creating um, a medical interest group at the Ontario Medical Association representing cannabinoid medicine physicians and the area of cannabinoid medicine for resources to physicians and patients Um, just to give it some more uh, presence and uh, recognition. And it's also now a valuable resource for physicians all over the country because no other province has such a a group that Mm -hmm.
1: is specifically focused on cannabinoids. Wow. Holy smokes. (laughs) I'm extremely impressed. Thank you. And thank you for all the work that you've done. Thanks for the interest in just, you know, really getting this out there. Because to be able to support people from age 1 to 105, I mean, that's mind blowing. That really, really is. So is there something in your practice that you find yourself prescribing CBD for more than, you know, more than anything else? I would say
3: most people, and uh, in our clinics, you can be referred by a physician or patients can self-refer. There's two different um, referral streams. Okay. Um, Of course, the more information we get in the referral, the better, whether it comes from the patient or the physician. But I would say for the majority, most patients are referred for pain, chronic pain. And this can be chronic pain from a multitude of conditions, from arthritis to some of our autoimmune diseases that have arthritis as part of its presentation, uh, such as lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, which is different than the regular arthritis, uh, even Crohn's colitis. Um, And they can have joint involvement as well, um, but also um, inflammation. So basically, any time that inflammation is involved, which some might argue is most uh, illnesses, that there's an element of uh, inflammation, this is where CBD can come in and be most effective. So although it has a multitude of pharmacologic and physiologic effects, its main uh, effect is probably inflammation, I would say, though, that second is anti-anxiety, which is why it's very helpful for um, a variety of uh, mental health issues, including uh, addiction, that goes often hand-in-hand with anxiety, PTSD, and other psychiatric illnesses.
1: And along with anxiety, do you find that it helps depression as well?
3: There is um, potential because in the end, um, you want something that's going to affect mood to be able to cross the blood brain barrier, which cannabinoids do. And okay. they also bind, we also have a robust endocannabinoid system, it's called, whereby we have receptors in almost every organ, if not every organ of our bodies, to receive cannabinoids, which our bodies actually also produce. So we make cannabinoids, we bind. we have receptors that bind cannabinoids everywhere, including our brain. And this is the reason where whether it's epilepsy, which involves the brain, yep. or whether there's anxiety that involves the brain, you yeah. can still have a positive effect by binding to receptors in the brain. And the belief mm-hmm. is that between the, anti, uh, the anti-anxiety effects and the anti-inflammatory effects, um, that that's how it works at the brain level.
1: Would I be on the right thought process to think if we are able to produce this ourselves, that are we in a bit of a deficient state and that's where taking it makes up for it?
3: That is uh, a very simple way of thinking about it. Yes. So basically, it's like if you're deficient in thyroid hormone, you might be prescribed a thyroid hormone. Not all of us are deficient in cannabinoids, for example, Hmm. not to mention um, if you have a chronic condition, it's yep. actually looked at as a treatment. And the reason it works is for the reasons I mentioned.
1: You just need more. Yes. Because that's your genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. That's just the person that you are. Um, it
3: for Again, so it depends what the issue is. So let's say you have extra inflammation in your body from arthritis. Okay. okay? And I don't have that. Yep. I'm not going to need extra cannabinoid for that purpose. Somebody else might. Okay. Let's say... I, I have an anxiety disorder and often um, the times that I, would re, that I would recommend adding CBD, for example, is um, if the guidelines have been followed and, and patients have been tried on um, groups of medications called SSRIs or SNRIs, which are routinely prescribed for anxiety disorders such as Prozac or Paxil or Zoloft. And it's always advisable that those are tried first Right. Um, but sometimes they don't work, or they get, or they um, they cause side effects. In which right. case, somebody cannot take them. So yep. it's very common that I will get somebody who's tried everything available so far, and that uh, cannabis is their last option. Hmm. But then there's another group where they just resist for whatever reason using uh, other pharmacologic options, and they prefer okay. a more quote natural, they would say, CBD approach. And the nice thing about CBD, other than it being anxiolytic or lowering of anxiety, there are other benefits that we think from a psychiatric perspective that it might actually be protective against psychosis, for example, which are hallucinations and delusions that can be aggravated, say, by THC Mm -hmm. in cannabis. So CBD is much safer than THC um, when we prescribe and when we when we recommend it. It, ha- it is better for anxiety than THC for the most part. It's protective against psychosis, uh, likely, where THC can cause it. Um, and it doesn't have really any side effects at all. Yeah, that's fascinating. So it's, it's, it's more benefits than than negatives overall, to give it a right. try, especially when all else has Try and tried and failed. Now,
1: because you're working in the medical field, obviously as a as a doctor yourself. Now, I'm aware and have tried myself CBD from a hemp source, and I now am taking CBD from a cannabis source. If that's the right way to explain it, um, for me, the hemp source might have done something, but I'm still not really sure that it did. But I think that the that the cannabis source is better. Is Can you give us a bit of a high-level explanation between those two, please, so we can understand that a bit better?
3: Definitely. So there's a reason that hemp is um, not medicinal, not sold by the government, not prescribed by physicians, and readily available in health food stores and um, online. And if you go to Florida, for example, as an example of one of the states where they do have legal cannabis, anybody can go to a store and purchase hemp over the counter. Okay. Um, and that is because it's not medicinal. Right. So I call it a placebo. Okay. So if it works for your symptoms, anything would work for your symptoms in oh. the case of a placebo 30% of the time.
1: Interesting. Okay.
3: Right. So yep. we look at hemp as very um, useful for things like making clothing but mm-hmm. it's not intended for medicinal use. True cannabinoids, CBD, THC, and a multitude of others, as well as non-cannabinoids found in the plant, called terpenes and other sort of uh, uh, things that are in there, all do have um, have been shown to have pharmacologic and physiologic effects, but not hemp.
1: So the hemp oil, like I have, I have hemp oil that I throw in my smoothie as a, you know. Uh, Omega three, omega six, you know, seems to help my skin in the winter time, not be quite as dry. But the CBD from from hemp, I, as far as I'm aware, is like you said, you can find it online, you can purchase it. Um, I know in the U.S. it's much more widely used in face creams, and you know, it seems to be sort of filtering Mm -hmm. into everything, but the CBD that you are talking about is medical grade that comes from the cannabis plant.
3: Exactly. And Just in Canada, make sure. okay. we have two ways of accessing it, the medical side and the recreational side. So in Ontario, it's called the Ontario cannabis stores. Every province has something equivalent yep. on the recreational side. And you can purchase online through the Ontario cannabis stores, or you can use the dispensaries, but there are still illegal dispensaries around um, native reserves are uh, have cannabis stores that are not legal and not right. regulated. Right. And people aren't aware always that a store that exists may not be legally run. Right. So, so it's important that people get to, uh, do know the facts. And even though they can access safe products through the Ontario cannabis stores uh, or the government-run dispensaries, they are still not medical facilities whereby the staff there are not trained nor allowed to give any medical advice. So it's literally meant for recreational use, much like the LCBO. Um, So if somebody does want help for a medical condition, whether it's mental health, physical health, doesn't really matter. I always recommend that they see a physician for oversight, prescribing, and monitoring. And there are other benefits to getting a medical prescription as well, including some people are covered through their health plan, some people, uh, whoever isn't, can submit receipts on their tax return as medical expenses where you can't do that recreationally.
1: Yeah, I have a prescription myself from a cannabis clinic that I was referred to by from my doctor. So I'm familiar with that process. And I actually ended up going down that route because I was just so confused. I found myself thinking, oh, yes, you know, uh, a friend had recommended CBD, but I couldn't quite find I couldn't quite find where to get it or so. Yeah. So I ended up going to see how often so many questions, you know, going into something like this that is also quite new. And my GP, she really wasn't familiar with it at all. So she said, this is this is what we do and just passed me right on, which was uh, which was fantastic. So you talked about using this for kids especially with with seizures the mental health discussion is happening so much because of the pandemic and kids and teens and even adults who are suffering so much more with with mental health issues. So is this something that you also use with kids and really of any of any age in the mental health space? I know that you said you're doing uh, you're doing a lot more work because of your background with addictions. Um, so can you talk to that a little bit, too, please? For
3: addictions, um, that would be for with adults. Right. For children, um, it would be uh, conditions like severe anxiety disorders, again, not treatable by any other means. And yep. they've gone through everything or. I have a huge um, autism spectrum disorder practice, um, and they overlap a lot with anxiety and ADHD. And I have an ADHD practice that, again, severe cases resistant to other treatments. So with kids, I'm going to be quite picky that their parents are not resorting to cannabis as the first choice. Of treatment. Ah. So, um, and that is because uh, there are guidelines that should be followed and uh, physicians take those seriously as do, and as does our college who sets Mm -hmm. our standards for how we should be practicing. Right. So I can justify adding or using CBD in a child once all that's been satisfied. And that includes with seizures. Right. Um, But we even get a lot of referrals from pediatric neurologists and psychiatrists who, are man- who, who have exhausted all those options. So if I get a referral from a specialist or a subspecialist, I have sure. no qualms whatsoever because I know that they've already gone through everything possible. Sure. If I get a referral from a primary care physician or pediatrician or the parents, um, then I will have to make sure that they've uh, tried at least you know, a couple of other options first. Having said all that, then once they do come to me and they've tried that, the results have been pretty tremendous in um, the autism uh, symptoms, the anxiety and the ADHD.
1: So it is interesting to me that still going through taking medications first, I think that's what you're alluding to is, you know, through these different doctors is that maybe they've been on a few different medications. They're not working out. If the CBD is more... Natural, I think is, you know, that's the word that you used. Then why not jump to that first?
3: In medicine, we have to follow guidelines. It's the standards set out by our college. So when there are guidelines, we should be following them. Now, they are guidelines, they are not rules. So it doesn't mean that you must follow a guideline to a T. It means that you need to consider it though. Think about it, have the conversation, document that you've had the conversation. And if you choose not to follow the guidelines, provide a pretty good reason why. But generally speaking, uh, I I tend to be on the more conservative side, despite the fact that I have babies in my practice and I don't jump to it because I still would prefer following guidelines when I can. And a fascinating part of CBD that people should remember that the CBD strains are never just exclusively CBD. CBD. They actually are predominantly CBD, but they have thousands of other cannabinoids and non-cannabinoids that I was referring to earlier in any in any given strain that is unique to that strain in that combination. And even THC will be in a CBD strain. There's no such thing as one without it. And that's really important for especially parents to know when their children are starting it, that there is no CBD only strain of cannabis right now. There's still going to be a a little bit of THC, which we have to be aware of and uh,
1: use with caution. So in the situations that you mentioned with pain, I've heard about it, about CBD being used for sleep, insomnia, are in those sorts of situations, if somebody is going to try it, obviously they've gone through um, their consultations with someone like yourself, how fast do you tend to see it it, you know, is it kind of like a headache and I've taken Advil and I sort of feel better? Is there an expectation tonight? Oh, I'm going to have a great night's sleep because I've, because I've taken my CBD or is there a bit of a process for that too?
3: So when it comes to sleep, it's always important to know why somebody's not sleeping. It's a symptom, not a diagnosis. Yes. So sometimes we never find out. Okay. Sometimes it's due to mental health issues. Other times it's due to structural issues like sleep apnea or other conditions. Obviously, whatever the cause is should be the where the treatment should be focused. Um, once that's all done, so somebody has sleep apnea, they're not sleeping, and they are using something called CPAP, which is the treatment they should be using, then we reevaluate and see is sleep any better? If it's not, okay, then maybe we need to add something else. If it's mental health related, sometimes, you know, the mo- no matter what you're prescribing is still not helping the sleep. So this is where CB, a trial of CBD can come in. So a little bit of THC in there is helpful. CBD, lowering anxiety and inducing relaxation is what helps sleep. But another interesting thing about CBD and sleep uh, architecture, which means we go through stages of sleep in cycles every night. And I also used to work in the area of sleep medicine as a physician. So I'm also interested in in this part of cannabinoid medicine. Um, So I used to treat conditions like sleep apnea and restless leg syndrome and all those sorts of things that would cause sleep issues, which I still am supporting uh, treating, but now adding cannabinoids to it. Mm -hmm. And again, anti-inflammatory benefits are probably partly involved in conditions like sleep apnea, where we actually think that there is an element of inflammation going on. Um, When it comes to, and then uh, the anxiolytic or anti-anxiety effects and the relaxation inducing effects help sleep. But the other thing is, uh, and this is where, where THC is opposite. Intuitively, people think THC is better for sleep, but I actually see it as it may be better for helping people fall asleep, but CBD is much better for keeping one asleep. And that's because uh, THC can block REM sleep. And REM sleep, we believe, is important for restoration. Yes. It's a very deep stage of sleep, Uh, whereas by CBD does not seem to block it. Right. So I generally recommend more CBD than THC in a ratio at nighttime for that reason
1: as someone goes into looking into CBD, then have you found that, that oil pills spray? Is there something that I don't know I don't know I don't really want to say works better because I can imagine it's also down to the user. Uh, is there a preferred way of taking it? So there's a few things to consider. Um, when it comes to
3: CBD, yes, I do recommend any oral way of using it. So that can be um, oil, Spray or capsule, or there's even other ways. Oral is oral, so I wouldn't worry about that. And then yep. the other way of using cannabis is inhaled, and mm-hmm. that's with the flower. And I recommend if that's to be used, generally that would be uh, for THC. Yes, so that patients get immediate short acting benefits from it, but to use it in a vaporizer, which is a device that heats the flower but doesn't burn it. So it doesn't cause carcinogenic toxins or a smoke that is what's bad for people's health.
1: But that is THC. Can you use um, the the same method with CBD only?
3: And so I do have some patients who enjoy vaporizing CBD flower. So the same strains that are in oil can usually be found in flower. But what people should remember also is Every licensed producer is licensed to make their own unique strains. And that so that means there's no two CBD strains that are the same. Yes. So sometimes I may have to change someone from one provider who is licensed to make one particular CBD strain. Yes. And to another for right. various reasons, either... It wasn't effective for them, or it caused them side effects.
1: It can be a bit of a minefield in finding the right strain yeah. and and the dosage. And not why people shouldn't
3: be treating themselves, and to treat it as a medical treatment versus a recreation. Right.
1: Well, thank you so much for this tremendous information and rundown. Uh, we could keep going for hours. And as you said off the top, this is, this is what you do. You teach other physicians all of this. So you're an absolute wealth of knowledge. And thank you for taking the time today to share this with uh, Eat This listeners. Really appreciate it.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhilipson.com.
1: Thank you, Dr. Marnie, for a real great rundown of all of that information, knowing that there's another side to the medical CBD path, then I thought, well, let's just hit up Dr. B, Dr. Davis Brockenshire, my colleague who specializes in functional medicine and functional health, to share with us why he says to take CBD from hemp with his experience. I wanted to know if he thinks that it's maybe as effective from a hemp source as it is from a cannabis source. And he has his own product, so he's got a lot of knowledge in making this particular product that he sells himself. So welcome once again, Dr. B.
0: Hey guys, there were some questions about the endocannabinoid system and using things like CBD to help that system perform better. So I want to clear the air about the differences between CBD versus hemp versus cannabis, indica, a.k.a. marijuana, etc. I've been in the cannabis industry for three years now. And as a hemp oil producer, some of the things that I've noticed in the industry are severe quality issues. So when we talk about CBD... We don't use hemp and CBD interchangeably. So, CBD is technically a drug, all right? It's a phytocannabinoid. Taken out of context, it can be isolated and turned into a drug. And in the United States, it is a drug called Epidylex. What we want to focus on in the natural world is how to use whole hemp extracts that are rich in other phytocannabinoids and terpenes, but are be below the lower level of legality for thc for the common public there is a, a group of people in north america that seem to be growing and we refer to them as endocannabinoid or phytocannabinoid resistant and those are people that refuse to use anything related to any cannabis plant so to help those people understand what's going on you know your brain Manufactures a chemical that CBD can mimic. And there are other plants that can help that as well, like ashwagandha, cinnamon, rhodiola. But while we stick with the hemp idea, CBD is a drug. So if you're shopping for CBD, remember, you're technically shopping for a drug. My suggestion is you shop for a whole hemp extract. And so the details. Are really in the kitchen when you make these things hemp as a plant is cannabis sativa okay and in the food world hemp oil is an industrial grade food oil similar to canola or flaxseed oil problem is hemp oil is very fragile so hemp oil is not what you want to use as a medicine Hemp oil is made from the seeds and the stalks. It's a very fragile, poor quality medicine with very low levels of CBD. If you're trying to make CBD quality products from hemp, you're going to want to use the flowering top and you're going to want to use a high pressure CO2 extraction method on those flowering tops to produce a very elegant, beautiful oil that smells amazing with all of the components of those flowers intact, pressed into that oil. So you do get what you pay for with good hemp extracts. All things being equal, the average dosage for CBD uh, varies depending on weight, but you're looking anywhere from 30 to 60 milligrams of CBD daily. Now, the beautiful thing about using a whole hemp extract is you don't have to deal with any potential unwanted side effects that go with using straight CBD, okay? Anytime you use a whole plant, you're going to have what we call network pharmacology, which limits the possibility of any unwanted effects. If you want to talk about cannabis indica, that's where we get into some of the other phytocannabinoids that include the THC spectrum, and that's a whole different ballgame. However, the clinical relevance for THC is very high and very targeted. For the general population, if you're looking to support the brain, similarly to the way exercise supports the brain, you want to use CBD. Because CBD, when sourced from whole, full-spectrum hemp flowering tops, will mimic the same chemistry that exercise provides for the brain. So if you've ever had a good workout and you felt really good after, that's what whole hemp extract CBD can do for you. You still can use THC, but that's going to produce different effects, and I'll let other people talk about that. As an expert in cannabidiol, which is CBD, And CBG, which is kind of the new kid on the block. We call it alphabet soup because everybody's got an acronym these days. Your best way to put those compounds in your body to help your body preserve and maintain its own natural compounds is through full spectrum or what we call whole hemp extracts. I highly recommend against any hemp seed oil as medicine period. It's a food, but it's not a medicine. If you're using CBD, make sure it comes from a whole hemp extract made from the flowering top, certified organic. You want to know where it came from and who made it. Okay. Eat this with Leanne.
1: Oh, he nailed it as always. I appreciate the rundown of hemp oil which I add to my smoothie versus CBD oil to make sure that we have that understanding. And also he called out the dosage because that's another area. If you're just doing this yourself in getting a CBD more from ordering it online, uh, you know, from the different way that Marnie talked about, um, from the different way that Dr. Marnie talked about. And he said that the dosage of between 30 and 60 milligrams of CBD a day is a good place to start. And that's actually where he started me. And then I probably doubled that before I personally found it had an effect on me and had an effect on my head tremor. So it really is a lot of playing around with this. And I didn't know that the whole hemp extract CBD can mimic the side effects, no, not even side effects, the effects, the good effects of exercise and those endorphins, how you feel. So that's also really helpful to know. So thank you, <laughs> really? as always, Dr. B.
2: Does it help the, the six pack? Can I get a six pack from it or is it just a feeling thing? It's not a physical. <laughs> I
1: think yeah. I unfortunately think it, it might just be a bit of a feeling. Thing. If, that, Sorry.
2: if that's the case, I'll take 250 milligrams a day if I can get <laughs> If I just get one ab, that'd be great.
1: (laughs) There you go. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Okay, I found a new way. That's it. We're all going to be toned and buffed. Just take your CBD. That would be hilarious. So not all CBD products are the same quality. And Dr. B called this out too. So it's really important to look out for trusted brands who can provide maybe some analytical results to their products. I do know that. But I also know that kind of like supplements, some products work better for others and the dosage, you got to get that right. So if you're going the medical route, then any company who makes a CBD product should be able to supply your... Any consumers with a certificate conforming to its safety, the amount of THC that it contains, because remember, when you go the medical route, then it will contain some THC. It can be very small, but it still will be in there. And because of this residual solvent leftover is what they call it from the manufacturing process, you just got to know what you're taking. So basically, I read the label of mine. I understood the ratio. I started to learn as I went down this. I talked to my doctor at the Canabo clinic. And of course, I asked Dr. B and I went with that. Now, I don't know about you, but that was just another mind-blowing episode. So many ahas and so much learning. I know that you're here to learn and that you come back again and again and tune in. That's why we've got over 62,000 downloads, Chris. I checked on that number today. So yes, yay, we're having an impact and people keep coming back. Please make no mistake that while you're here to learn, I'm learning too. And I think Chris has picked up a thing or two (laughs) on his travels of being in this, uh, even since being in his bathroom and I'm in the closet.
2: You think, you think I've learned a few things? Maybe
1: one or two. (laughs) I don't know.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure what kind of a dullard I was before this show, but I am, (laughs) I've got a lot to say now when I, when I get into some casual conversations with people, it's really cool.
1: Uh, That's awesome. I love that too. Not only the research that I do before, I come into my closet and I sit down with Chris and hit record, but also I learn ton from my guests too. So if you ever have anyone that you think would be a great interview with a topic, you know, reach out let me know. There's so many people out there that are interesting that maybe I just haven't come across yet. So come on, listeners, let me know. And a quick aside before we sign off, I guess a bit of an ask is, do you get my weekly emails? Did you know that I even send one out? both from leannephillipson.com and from spurtwrite.com. And the reason why I'm asking that now is because I sent out a note about collaborating with a brand or a company who are looking to amplify their campaign and initiatives in a unique way, as in in this podcast. Now, don't go and groan. And I know that it really sucks and nobody wants to listen to advertising or sponsored messages. I totally get it. But if you've been listening, you also know that there are ones for, say, Lowe's that pop up every now and then. And I think that you could be better served with something that was in the health space as opposed to, hey, go get your new plunger in aisle seven. So I'm asking you, my little listener.
2: Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now, if you need a plunger from aisle seven, that's usually an emergency situation. So that is good to know, (laughs) you know. You you know, you don't want to spend too much time searching the store.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. But you can walk in the door and go, Dads, I need, I need a plunger. Where do I go? Don't send me to aisle 20 if that's not where it is, because I don't have much time. I got to get back home again. Sorry, sorry. I
2: I derailed your whole thought there. Go ahead. (laughs) i love it it's awesome
1: (laughs) so if you happen to work for or you know of someone or you have a friend who has a friend who has a friend you know that could be a good fit for us and offer value to to you my lovely loyal listener i'm all ears please, please reach out on social media through Leanne Phillipson or Sprout Right Handles. You can go through either of the websites and send us an email, I get those too. You can introduce, you can share the name of any company and we'll investigate. This opportunity, let me be clear, is not for anyone. We're looking for the right partner who gets the impact of what we do, who's a good fit, and who knows the benefit and appreciates the blend of traditional media that we work in here and also the digital media platform because we've got it all going on. This is a really unique offer. So with that little plug said, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing this because I know that you're a part of the impact that this is having you're sharing with your family members, you're sharing with your friends, you're coming back again and you're listening because you yourself want to understand some of these concepts again and again and again. And like I said, I'm learning all the time. And also, we've got some five-star ratings, we've got some reviews, and even just alone in the coffee episode that we did last week in episode 53 with Dr. B., more and more and more people keep saying that was exceptional thank you for all the information this morning i got an email from someone that said i don't even drink coffee but i listened to it because i was really intrigued so there you have it thank you again for being one of our loyal listeners i so appreciative that you're here and above all else please remember to eat this
0: one mouthful at a time